Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. What's up, everybody? Good morning. I hope uh, you Atlanta Braves fans out there are having a good day. I I hope. I say I hope you guys are. I know you guys are having a great day out there. Congratulations. I have no rooting interest whatsoever in the World Series, or or Major League Baseball in general. None. I have no rooting interest in Major League Baseball. I don't have a team. Never had a team. I grew up two hours north of Atlanta and still, you know, just for whatever reason, didn't adopt the Braves. For some reason, I have decided to become a glutton for the basketball fandom punishment uh, in which we lost again last night. But I I know a lot of people in this state, a lot of you that that listen to wherever you listen to me, whether it be on the radio show or or right here or somewhere in between, are are having a great day today. I know a lot of you are happy. I know a lot of really good people, a lot of friends uh, that... Uh, have been Braves fans, long-suffering Braves fans their entire lives, and they get a World Series that they can remember. I mean, you know, 1995 was a long time ago, right? It was a really long time ago. Uh, I was three when the Braves last won a World Series. I don't remember anything from when I was three. Hell, I don't remember anything from, like, middle school. So um, that was really cool to see a lot of people I know be really happy. So congrats to the Atlanta Braves. We're not talking about that today. Doing playoff rankings. So if you're coming here expecting for some like deep commentary, sorry, you're not going to get it. Other than just a hearty congratulations to the fans of the Atlanta Braves. You guys, Atlanta sports fans deserved that last night. After what the Falcons have put them through, the Hawks have been bad forever. They've lost two hockey teams. Not like the hockey teams have lost games. Like, no, they had a hockey team, lost it. Got another one, lost it. They've been dealing with a lot in Atlanta, and uh, and they've they've earned this. Hopefully, this puts some kind of curse on Georgia, since you know Georgia hasn't won a national championship since 1980. Uh, maybe this will delay that for at least another year. I don't know. We'll see. But congrats uh, to to you guys. My name is Michael Borky. Glad to be with you again on this Wednesday morning, a cool and chilly Wednesday morning. Talking college football playoff rankings. So I'll uh, I'll display these for you. I just have them up on, on ESPN's website just because. Um, I'll display these for you. So the left one, if you're looking on the screen, the left one is the only one that matters. It's the left side. The AP now officially is rendered useless. Rendered completely useless, the left side. Uh or excuse me, the right side, the AP poll. The left side is all that matters now moving forward in perpetuity, the college football playoff rankings. They came out last night, and a lot of people were upset about that. But before we dive in, I want to remind you, if you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment or anything, hop on over to YouTube. Find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube. Oh, I'm pointing. It's over there. No, wait, over over there. Find me on YouTube uh, at, at Michael Borky. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Actually, like the video as well. That would help me, help me a ton. 
uh, or Facebook as well. And you can follow on Twitter if you don't already. And wherever you get your podcast, my name or Mike in the morning should turn up results, especially in Spotify. Search my name, Michael Borky, in Spotify and subscribe or like, I guess, is what you do on Spotify if you're a Spotify user. So anyway. Zach says Cincinnati wasn't disrespected or hosed, and I'm here and I'm prepared to defend that hill. What's crazy about some of this is I I hear both, and not just Cincinnati with a lot of this. Like I hear both sides, I will defend both sides, and I believe both sides, and, and we'll get to that in a second. Patrick says, I've seen crazier things, but what if Freeze leaves Oxford with a win? What does that do to the program? To Ole Miss? Um, not a whole lot. Uh it really derails a lot of the momentum they had. Uh, but I have it on good authority that uh, Hugh Freeze yesterday at 7 o'clock Virginia time was not focusing on his game plan or something like that. He was searching his own name on Twitter and sending me a direct message. So, you know. Don't follow him, doesn't follow me. I did not at him at all. And yet that kind of thing is, is still happening. So, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I wouldn't be too worried about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But in this case, I don't see it going down like that. But, yeah, it it would derail a lot of momentum, a lot of of momentum uh, for Ole Miss. Because, I mean, an access bowl is still on the table for that team. It absolutely is. Uh, you know, they've got to win probably all four, but sure as hell can't lose this one. Um, it, it hurts a lot. It does. It absolutely does. But playoff rankings. All right. I'll start at the top. Georgia, number one, easy, obvious, whatever. Don't even need to spend too much time on that. Georgia, number one, they should be number one. That is perfectly fine and normal. Alabama, number two, and that's where a lot of people started with their anger. Is it fair to say, again, I'm telling you, I'm going to be talking out of both sides of my mouth a lot when I say stuff like this. Is it fair to say that Alabama being ranked number two is probably the correct decision? That I think deep down, I think that Alabama, when it comes down to it, is the second best team in college football. But also, I think that Alabama being ranked number two uh, is an indicator of how this system is to some degree flawed. Is that fair? Maybe it's not. I I don't know. Because Alabama, I think, probably is the second best team in college football. However, the team right behind them, Michigan State, is undefeated. Remember, Alabama lost to Texas A&M's backup quarterback, by the way. Michigan State is coming off of a win against the team that's number seven. Number seven in college football. Michigan State has a better win than Alabama does, and they have not lost a game. Yes, Alabama has wins over 16 and 17, but you get my point. At some point, we do have to look at what a team is right now. Alabama being two is what we think they are based on past results. That that is, You cannot deny that. The committee saying yesterday, or the chair saying yesterday, that they don't look at past results at all, and that's not a thing. Bull. Alabama is ranked number two because of what they have been, not because of what they are right now. And you want to talk about dying on hills? I'll die on that hill. Alabama's ranked number two because of what they have been, not because of what they are this season. Do I think they're probably the second best team in college football? Yes, I do. 
But Michigan State is undefeated with a win over the number seven team, according to your rankings. Why are they not in front of Alabama? Do I think Alabama would beat Michigan State? Yes. But at some point, what you've done has to matter too. What you've done has to matter too. Michigan State at three, Oregon at four. I I like Oregon being at four. I think that makes sense, Uh, especially ahead of Ohio State. I think that's something that the committee got right. I think that Oregon needs to be ranked ahead of Ohio State. The AP poll voters are a joke. Oregon needs to be ahead of Ohio State. Identical records, virtually equal. Uh, Strength of schedules and stuff like that. And Oregon went to Ohio State without their best player and beat Ohio State in Columbus. I like that they did that. that, That's a good ranking there. I like that they're ahead of Oklahoma because even with the loss, Oregon has impressed me more than Oklahoma. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with Oregon being ahead of Ohio State although the AP AP poll voters disagree with that. That was the right call. The committee got that one right. Texas, mainly that Ohio State and Michigan State are really 4A and 4B for all intents and purposes. Winner stays and loser drops behind Cincinnati, who's essentially 5. And Ohio State and Michigan State will eliminate one or the other here coming up soon. Um, And same thing with Ohio State and Michigan. They still have to play each other also, obviously, at the end of the year. Zach says, there's literally no difference in number two and number three, right? Unless that determines who the home team is. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't really matter. It's a matchup thing, though. Um, it, because this is an indicator to me of their line of thinking, right? That That's really what I'm getting at. No, two and three doesn't really matter. Michigan State being three or two, it, it does not matter at all, other than what color jersey and what side of the stadium you use as a sideline in the playoff game. But my point is, this is an indicator of how they're going to rank these teams moving forward. Because this is inevitably going to change. There's a lot of football to be played. Alabama and Michigan State have a lot of games left. Michigan State still has to play Ohio State. There's a better than zero chance they lose that game. But this is an indicator of how they think. And Michigan State right now has a better resume than than Alabama. So they are just going off of eye tests when they make these kind of decisions. And I don't like that. I don't like the fact that Alabama is there. You you cannot deny it. I'm sorry. I, I have not heard a good argument yet for Alabama being better than Michigan State other than, well, it's Alabama. Well, it's Nick Saban. It's Alabama. This is what they are. But what are they this year? What are they right now? Because they're a team that loses to Texas A&M right now. That's what they are. I mean, Tennessee had them on the ropes, guys. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I certainly see both sides. And honestly, I agree with both sides. And I know that's not what you're supposed to do in this business, but that's how I feel. So that's how I'm going to I'm gonna roll. Ohio State at uh, at number five. Ahead of Cincinnati at number six. The AAC commissioner came out last night and was really hot about where Cincinnati was ranked. If Ohio State and Cincinnati played today, I think that Ohio State would win, and it may be by a pretty hefty margin. Maybe. But when their reason 
for Cincinnati being ranked behind Ohio State is Cincinnati has a good win at Notre Dame, but who else have they played? That that was what was said last night. Let me find the direct quote, actually. Let me find the direct quote, because I, I want to make sure I say this exactly, exactly right here. This is Gary Barda. The committee has great respect for Cincinnati. That win at Notre Dame was really impressive. Who else did they beat? Have they looked at Ohio State's schedule? You would have pulled the who else did they beat thing. Ohio State lost to the best team on their schedule at home. And who else did they beat? Who else? If you're going to play the they ain't played nobody game, Gary, then how do you have Ohio State ranked ahead of the team that ain't played nobody? Ohio State does not have the win that Cincinnati has. Cincinnati went on the road to Notre Dame, who's number 10, and won. Ohio State's best win is Penn State at home? Is it? It's Minnesota, right, in the first game of the season where they really struggled, gave up, I mean, if Minnesota doesn't lose their starting running back, Ohio State should lose that game. So if we're doing the whole they ain't played nobody thing, uh, Ohio State's most difficult game was at home and they lost. Cincinnati's most difficult game was on the road at Notre Dame, who you ranked number 10, and they won. That, that That's a broken system. And, and I don't mean to get all you know, preachy today. Sorry about that. But that that's a broken system. What else can Cincinnati do? They scheduled two Power 5 opponents this year, both of which on the road, in back-to-back weeks, and they beat them both, including the number 10 team in college football. And in two years, the only loss that Cincinnati has is a two-point loss in a bowl game to Georgia. That is it. In two years, the only loss that Cincinnati has had. And in the initial rankings, even after going to Notre Dame and winning, you have them behind Ohio State, whose best win is Penn State at home, uh, and lost to the only really good team they've played so far this year. And then your reasoning is, well, Cincinnati hadn't played anybody. Who's Ohio State played? Tulsa? Tulsa? Who they struggled with? Penn State coming off of their loss to Illinois? That's what bothers me. I love college football. I I do. But this kind of stuff is what bothers me. Why is Ohio State ranked ahead of Cincinnati right now today? Do you think they're better? I think, I think that they're better. But I know that Ohio State has played Oregon and got beat at home. And their next best win is Penn State. I know that Cincinnati went to Notre Dame and won, and you ranked them number 10. Group of five teams are just wasting their time in this current format, honestly. Just completely wasting their time in this format. I get it. Again, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I don't think Cincinnati is better than Ohio. I really don't. But Cincinnati's got a better record, and they have a better win. What else do you want them to do? The, the, the thing last year was, ah, Cincinnati, they didn't play any Power 5 teams. They played two of them. They beat them both. One of them, number 10, on the road. And this is how you treat them. This is how you treat them. It's a joke.
Michigan at number seven. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, Michigan being ahead of Oklahoma, I I know I like to make fun of Oklahoma and stuff, and their defense is poor. But Caleb Williams in Oklahoma, based on what I've seen, would light Michigan on fire. They would. Michigan's solid. They're fine. They don't have the athletes that Oklahoma has. And now that Caleb Williams has taken over, he's playing really good football. Oklahoma's better than Michigan to me. If you want to do the who have they played thing, who has Michigan played and beaten? Seriously. If you want to do that, who has Michigan beaten? What about them belongs at number seven? What about Michigan belongs at number seven? You want to see this schedule? You guys seeing this? Yeah. Okay, good. So Michigan has wins over Western Michigan, what turns out to be a very bad Washington team. Northern Illinois, they beat Rutgers at home by seven. They won on the road and beat Wisconsin. That's a pretty nice win. That's their best win. Uh, Struggled with Nebraska, should have lost that game in Lincoln. Beat Northwestern and lost to Michigan State. That is Michigan's schedule. But the rationale that you used is ain't played nobody. Their most difficult game they lost. Oklahoma's undefeated. They're at eight. I appreciate them being willing to rank undefeated teams behind teams with one loss. But if, I mean, can you really watch Michigan play and watch Oklahoma play and think, you know what? Michigan's better. Because I can't, Uh, especially now with Caleb Williams, I I can't. Oklahoma is so much more explosive than Michigan. It's not even funny. Michigan is really skirted by some bad teams, and as has Oklahoma, but they haven't lost anybody yet. Wake Forest at nine. Again, both sides of my mouth. I understand why Wake Forest is at nine. I don't think that... They're even the ninth best team in college football, truthfully. But let's play a little game here. People keep talking about their schedule. Oh, they got a bad schedule. They got a bad schedule. If Clemson, Clemson, played Wake Forest's identical schedule and won those games by the exact same scores, identical schedule, exact same scores, where would they be ranked? Somewhere up here. Somewhere around two to three to four. They would definitely not be out of the top four. I think they'd probably be two. It would be Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Michigan State. If Clemson had Wake Forest's identical schedule and the results being the exact same, that's where Clemson would be. The difference, though, there's a WF on the helmet and not a Paul. And yet, the chair has the audacity to go up there with the media yesterday and claim that they don't use any preseason preconceived bias when they make these rankings. Oh, no, they just look at these teams for what they are and have no preconceived notions about any of them. Yet Alabama is ranked number two. Wake Forest is nine. And again, just ask yourself, If Clemson played the identical schedule with the identical scoring margin, what would their ranking be? A hell of a lot higher because they have a paw in their helmet, and that's why. 
He said, the committee starts with no prior assumptions. We don't think about what happened in previous years. Preseason polls don't come into discussion. Sure they don't. Sure they don't. Because if this was Clemson instead of Wake Forest, they would be number two. Or at worst, number three. Instead, Wake Forest, an undefeated team in a Power 5 conference, is down to nine behind Michigan, whose best win is Wisconsin. And outside of that, ain't played nobody. Just saying. Just saying. Notre Dame at 10. If you look at their schedule, they're probably going to win out. Oklahoma State feels a little high at 11. And by feels a little high, I mean they're really high at 11. Um, Baylor 12, Auburn 13, A&M 14, BYU 15, Ole Miss 16, Mississippi State 17. So how about that? Mississippi State has wins over 14, 18, and 19. How's that? Uh, I'm I'm okay with this ranking. I'm cool with it. I, I, it might be a little high considering their losses. It might be a little high. But nobody in college football has the three wins that Mississippi State has over currently ranked college football playoff teams. So they get to where they are because of that. Uh, so I, I'm fine with it. I, I had people text me yesterday, do you agree with the state ranking? I said, yeah, they they played last week, the last couple of weeks. They've played like a team that's the number 17 team in college football. And again, they have a win on the road at 14, and they've beaten 18 and 19 at home. Rather comfortably in both of those games as well. Uh, they belong there. I, I'm perfectly fine with these rankings, honestly, uh, from, from 13 to 21, I think these are fine. Wisconsin's overrated, personally. I think Wisconsin's overrated, but that's fine. Iowa has no business being in the top 25. None. Zero. Absolutely none. They could not score on Madison Central High School. And for those of you listening, again, it's it's Baylor 12, Auburn 13, A&M 14, BYU 15, Ole Miss 16. I think if Ole Miss and Mississippi State played BYU right now, they'd win by four touchdowns. But you know, I get them being there. They have a bunch of Power Five wins, so I'm perfectly fine with where they are. But if they lined up, I think it would go down like that. Um, Kentucky 18. I think Kentucky's going to lose again and probably even fall out of these rankings this weekend. NC State at 19. Like I said at the time, that was a good win. That's a good NC State team. I nailed that one. Uh, Minnesota at 20, they lost another running back. Poor guys. But P.J. Flex doing a pretty nice job right now. Wisconsin 21, Iowa 22. Fresno State 23. Here's my issue with 22 and 23. Fresno State and San Diego State are, are 23 and 24. San Diego State has a loss. Fresno State has two. Texas San Antonio is undefeated, and they have a Power 5 win. Why aren't they here? Why is Fresno State here with two losses? Why is San Diego State here, but not the fighting Roadrunners who are undefeated with a Power 5 win? I think I think once they get around here, they just kind of throw teams in there. I swear they don't work hard on this part of the ranking. There's no way. There, there's just no way that they, that they work too hard on this, honestly. Because... UTSA not being here is a bit of a joke to, to me personally. Um, 
But anyway, that rounds out your top 25. Iowa 22, Fresno 23, San Diego State 24, and Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's Pittsburgh at uh, at 25. A few more of your texts. Fireman says, we will not get a group of five into the playoffs till it goes to six or eight teams. Well, it's not going to go to six or eight. It's going to go straight to 12. It's going to go straight to 12. That, that is what you can expect. That is what's going to happen. They're not just going to go to six or, or eight. Um, in a perfect world, this sounds weird, right? Because I would hate this, and also I think it would lead to change. In a perfect world, you will have Cincinnati go undefeated and not make it. You'll have Wake Forest go undefeated and not make it. Because then next year, we'll have an expanded playoff. Literally next year. I mean, the Pac-12, if Oregon loses again, are going to be left out again. If Wake Forest slips up, and even then, I'm not entirely sure that they'd get in anyway. But if they, even if they run the table, they're not getting in, I don't think. But if Wake Forest slips up somewhere, the ACC is not getting into the playoff. And those two conferences are in this alliance to try to stop playoff expansion that damages them the most. It won't happen. This is going to be the year. The Big 12 also is going to get involved in this because Cincinnati is going to get left out regardless of what they do the rest of the year. Cincinnati will not make the college football playoff this year. Want to bet? I I will bet. Donation to charity, whatever you want to do, Cincinnati's not making the playoff this year. The Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12, the the alliance thing was ridiculously stupid. We talked about it right here about how just plain stupid that was. And here, you're getting a shining example of why. Stop delaying expansion and make this poll not really matter. And include your teams in the playoff. That's just me. And I would love more meaningful football. Because now, the only teams that play meaningful football games from here on out Stop at number eight. Yeah, you throw Wake Forest in there. There are nine teams in college football that will have meaningful games for the rest of the year. These nine. That's it. That's it. Once one loses, that number shrinks. Last year, after October 3rd, there wasn't a single college football playoff implicated game played west of the Mississippi River. Not one. But you keep doing this to yourself. Keep doing this to where you you have to hang your hopes on Oregon winning out or else you're left out. Do that. Hang your hopes on Wake Forest. That's a sound strategy. That's definitely going to get the SEC who, oh, have two teams in the the top four again. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's kind of sad we have not seen a group of five team make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when you win all your games – and still don't make it, what are we even doing here? What other sport is there where you can win all of your games and not play for the championship? Regardless of what you think about their schedule or whether or not they deserve it, it, they're playing at the same level, technically. And yet, they win all of their games and get left out. I think what they wanted to avoid, Zach says, is Ohio State being behind Cincinnati, beating Michigan State, and jumping Cincinnati in the poll, which would also cause outrage. Yeah, I can see that. I was also saying yesterday, my theory is that the committee kept getting State and Ole Miss's names mixed up, so they threw them next to each other and called it a day. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh man. That's uh that's good stuff right there. Guys, a big game this weekend for state. Huge game. Brown Yeti says BYU is the second best Pac-12 team and Fresno State is the third. I think it's a direct reflection of last bowl season. You had a bunch of under 500 teams beat ranked teams that were over 500. So good wins mean more than bad losses. I hear that. But when the good wins are basically equal and only one team has a loss, what what are we doing here? When these teams are basically equal in terms of what they've done, what they've what they've produced on the field, what their resume says with Ohio State and Cincinnati, but one of them has a loss and one doesn't, one's got a better win than the other, and yet they're still behind. What are we doing here? It'll all work itself out. It always does. It always works itself out, but the, the system is not a good one. I, I don't think this is a good system. College football, to me, needs playoff expansion to uh, just avoid how really stupid these conversations are at their core. We've got a group of people that may or may not be football experts sitting in a room deciding who gets to play for a championship instead of to play on the field. You know? It needs to change because you're going to see a coverage shift also in college football. It already happens much earlier than this, but you're going to see a coverage shift where the playoff is the only thing that gets focused on. That's it. There are state and Arkansas is a compelling as hell football game this weekend. You know how little coverage it's going to get? Watch. Because it's not a playoff implicated game. Watch. Paul Feinbaum will talk about it on his people screaming to their phone show. SEC Network will cover it, but you're, I'm talking like national college football. All the focus is on the playoff teams. That's it. Everything else is just an afterthought. Coverage shifts badly, especially after these rankings come out, and it's a shame. The sport deserves better, and if we had a 12-team playoff, State would be playing for a spot in it this weekend. Instead, they're just playing for a better Florida Bowl. Give me more meaningful games. Anyway. Thank you all so much for, for tuning in. We'll do this every week. We'll react to the rankings every single week. This is just the first one. I got many more to go. Um, and we'll get you ready for Liberty and uh, and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas and all the games upcoming this weekend. We'll do that uh, tomorrow. We'll get, we'll get deep into those games tomorrow. Probably going to be the last show of the week tomorrow. Probably. Depends. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think that might be the case, though. So, anyway. In the meantime, thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I'll talk to you probably for the last time this week until Saturday night, anyway. Uh, tomorrow. That'll be good. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.